0: Welcome to the Honorable Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's porch over 50 years ago while his kids were running around. The front porch is a strange place to start an agency. It's because his wife would not let him use the dining room. We're still family-owned, operated, and friendly here at the Toscano Agency. Do you write trucking accounts? Do you need workers' comp solutions for those accounts? We have solutions for all of your trucking needs. Contact us today. We'd love to help you. Communication clarity is really hard. In today's episode, we're discussing how to prepare for communications as we compete with all of the noise. Without further ado, here is today's episode. Hey, Dana. It's not Friday, but at least we're talking. It seems like it's been a little bit. I know. How are you doing? Good. It's just been pretty crazy, you know? I'm out of the office here and there for this or that traveling a bit, family stuff, you know, all those sorts of things. And it's hard to make up that time. Like it, it I think it's no matter what industry or role you're in, do you ever feel like you don't actually ever make up for being out of the office? Like,
1: no, <laughs> I, they say the same thing's true for sleep too, by the way. Wow. Did you ever hear that? I would that agree. That you yes. can never make up for all the sleep that you lose Same goes for work? <laughs>
0: yeah, same thing. And with yeah. that whole sleep thing, like I always say, Oh, I'll catch up on my sleep on the weekend. And if I sleep into like 8 30, 9 o'clock, I feel like not all that good. <laughs> like, I know. I'm so used to the six hours of sleep that when I get more than that, it just doesn't feel good
1: anymore. <laughs> I know. Then you feel your day. I always feel where my day go? You know, I don't get grooving right. and moving until 10 or so. I'm thinking, oh man, during the week, I
0: have so much done by this time.
1: <laughs> I'm really slacking. So
0: I know. I hate it. But, but it's, good it's good to see
1: through. you. So yes. happy Thursday, yes. me, everyone.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. Thursday, Thursday for sure. By the oh, time really? Thursday rolls around, yes. I feel like get it's the thirsty Thursday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, we have a really good topic today. I I love this, and I think that this is going to help so many people in so many directions, like most of our topics to do. They're not just all insurance-related, but we're talking about communication clarity and how hard this is. Now, this isn't just communicating. We've talked about communicating before, and we could probably talk about communicating for days, if not weeks, because um, communication is obviously the basis to any type of relationship. Um, But clearly communicating, we all seem to like overcomplicate our communications and with how noisy it is where we are, whether that's home, work, driving in the car, there's so much natural distraction in our days that when we are trying to communicate with others or pay attention to someone who's communicating with us, that noise really gets in the way You agreeing with me, Dana?
1: Yes. I know people cannot (laughs) see my head nodding, but I completely agree. (laughs) We can't all have the peace and quiet that we really need for a lot of things (laughs) to
0: get done. For sure. And there's just like this constant... Buzz, I feel like like either my watch is going off or my phone is going off or my kids tugging on my shirt because she needs something or Jared wants me to look at something real quick or, you know, my phone's ringing for work while I'm getting an email and I'm teaching a webinar. It is just like constant it's constant. There's no wonder there's all these breakdowns in communication. And this has become a regular thing for all of us because we're all like ping pong balls. Like we're all over the place. So, you know, it's like, we've talked about time management. We've talked about, you know, listening and like actively listening and paraphrasing information back. But what happens when we're the ones communicating to somebody and we start like bouncing all over the place? In our communication and like just over communicating. Now, I know people say there's no such thing as over communication. I don't mean necessarily making sure the people in your team know what you're doing. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you're trying to talk to a client or you're talking to a coworker and you're explaining something to them, but you throw in so much other stuff that just doesn't need to be there that you've lost them after the first three minutes. have you ever yes. talk to someone like that Dana yes <laughs> i didn't even word, get it out in it's Tuesday, word.
1: Yes. <laughs> sorry to say this word it's like word vomit it just i just keep talking and talking and then I'm like i am so sorry I hope you're following what I'm saying really the root of what i'm trying to say is <laughs> and i mean but I, i've i've heard it on the other end too you know i've heard i've had it come into me that way and i could tell mm-hmm. obviously something's going on not necessarily, I can't necessarily hear everything in their background, but obviously there's a lot going on. And, um, but I've definitely been guilty of it. And there's been times where, how about just an email communication? I've started an email at the beginning of the day (laughs) and all of a sudden I'm going to clean up my stuff before I shut down. And it's still sitting there open. Like I never hit send and I never finished it. I'm embarrassed to tell you that, but I'm like, oh my goodness! And I'll reread what I was typing. I'm like, oh my, that was no. We need to condense this. And I'm glad I didn't send it. <laughs> totally guilty. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but but sometimes it gets sent, and I'm like, oh my, I probably sent things like that, and they should call oh me and say, Dana, are you okay today? <laughs> <I'll> be okay <laughs> with that phone call. But uh, oh yeah, definitely guilty. I hope. You've been in those shoes too, Nicole. I know on the phone I've done it for sure. I feel like I'm doing it now. Sorry, folks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, but you know what? I think, (laughs) I love that you said that. You're really cracking me up, but um, you know, I think all of us, the past 18 months have obviously been really hard for all of us. And I think a lot of us are like clinging to socialization in some ways, especially our generation, Dana, because we're very like talkative people. Um, Other generations are very used to texting and emailing. You and I, we just like, we want to talk. Like, I want to see somebody. I want to hear their voice. I want to know how they're doing, you know, definitely guilty of word vomit no doubt about it. It's all over your shirt now. I'm like doing it to you constantly. We talked for several minutes before we started the podcast because that's what we do. But I just think that people are craving that type of communication. So how do we make sure as insurance professionals, not necessarily in our personal relationships, that's a whole other thing, but in our, um, you know, professional relationships, how do we make sure that we're not taking up too much of our client's time because we're really competing for that time. We're competing against all of their notifications, their kids, their work, their spouse, their everything, that their business, whatever it may be, we are competing for that, you know, that space. They've got very little amount of space that they've got time to communicate with. So we really need to respect their time, right? You know, but we have to balance building a relationship with them. While sharing information properly, not leaving anything out, but not over communicating and taking too much time to explain what we're trying to present to them, that sounds rather difficult to do. <laughs> Just it does. Saying, right? Yeah,
1: it's hard to put it into words, um and it's hard to, yeah, being concise and and efficient, um I guess, is the goal. Everyone's time is valuable. and if I guess if we can really adapt to, being more concise and not even there's a lot of times, you know, even in our industry, you're trying to gather information, but sometimes simple questions can answer more than one question, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So if you learn how to, to phrase these questions correctly, you can actually get multiple answers out of whatever is said. And I think that, is my, that's one of my biggest challenges when I took on my new role here in, in the commercial department, because that was very new for me. I would felt like I had asked 50 questions, and it's like, oh my goodness, look at all this. And when you type that out in an email, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh wow, this is overwhelming. Nobody wants to see this coming in, they don't have time to sit there and read all this. And um, so, really seeking that guidance is what helped me in some places to say, ask it this way, present it this way, you know, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. But on those off days, all of a sudden I'm typing 10 more questions where that are very unnecessary. So Mm,
0: gotcha. So like, we all know that it's really loud and busy and complicated in this world right now. It is. So how do we communicate so that we're not Loud, busy, and complicated. Well, we need to communicate in a calm, thoughtful, and easily understood way., uh, yeah, okay. So I am the queen of bullets in emails. When I need information from somebody, instead of writing paragraphs and making this this huge, long, ridiculous email, I say, if you're over the cheeseburger, the three paragraphs, you need to pick up the phone. That's like my rule. But I like, doing, um, using bullets. I use bullets probably too much, but if I need information back from people, it's easier for them to skim, read through it. They see the bullets and it's their checklist. Really? It's a checklist of what I need from them. They can get to the gist of what I'm trying to say by looking at those bullets. That's very helpful. So when I am preparing conversations, whether it's a zoom meeting or an onboarding session or a CE class, whatever it may be, I really try to condense the information so that I am giving them the richest information possible without all the fluff in between. I think there's room for fluff in certain scenarios, but when you are, you know, you have this assigned time with somebody, like I try to do my one-on-one trainings with people. I promise them this is going to be 30 minutes. In those 30 minutes, I don't want it to be talking about the weather. I want it to be you know, to get into the meat and potatoes of what I have to share with them. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying remove that small talk or remove that those conversations, you know, those side conversations or things to, you know, start building relationship and connecting and getting to know each other. There's nothing wrong with that. I just think that as humans, we can all do a better job of organizing prepping and, you know, getting to a condensed version of what it is that we want to communicate and share. And that, you know, I think that so many people don't take the time to prepare anymore. All of us seem to work up to the very last minute before a meeting or before a phone call. Or like you said, you know, you start an email in the morning and you realize, oh man, this is still open because I got interrupted a bazillion times. You know, so do you feel like you're preparing at the end of the day to complete that email? No, you're just trying to get it out because you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's that here. We are all so busy that a lot of us aren't taking the time to really figure out what those nice condensed versions of communication could be.
1: This makes sense, Dana. You're relating here. Yeah. Yeah. I was the paragraph person guilty uh, for sure. Um, Felt like I needed to explain more things than were necessary. You know, like you said, get to the point. Get to what you're actually looking for. Don't don't tell them why you need to get every single piece of information. Just ask for it, and then mm-hmm. if more needs to be you know discussed, I can either call you about it or, like you said, I don't want to write a book in an email anymore. I think I've really gotten better with that, especially over the last couple years of. Stop writing the, the dissertation. And right. Ask the questions. <laughs>
0: right. So I have a couple of things I wanted to highlight in our conversation today. These are things that can really help us, whether it's a verbal or written communication, um, or prepping for it. You want to make sure, and I do this in all of my classes and all my one-on-one trainings with folks. You want to make sure you're highlighting what it is that you're going to do for them and why it's going to be valuable for for them. So. I always start everything with an overview or I send an agenda. If I have a meeting, I send an agenda. So everybody has a very clear idea as to what we're going to be talking about so that we're not bouncing around. I have been in so many meetings through the years, meetings that could have been an email, not kidding. Like this could have been an email. This this was not organized, thought about you know, me sitting here with you for two hours with all of these other people. And we've got side conversations, which are just for those two people in the room that we all have to listen to when we could be getting other things done. It's so bad that one of my coworkers at my previous position got me a pair of socks that said another meeting that could have been an email. Like it's so oh, wow. bad, great. so bad. <laughs> yeah. Bad. Yeah. Great gift idea but, Oh my gosh. But It is a great gift idea, but you know, highlighting those things and condensing this down. Another thing, and this is so big in the insurance industry, no matter what role you're in, how are you going to save this person time? And, or how are you going to save them money? Is another really big thing to make sure that you're highlighting for them, too. So very important. These are things we want to hit on. So being prepared and getting these things together um, and writing them down, bulletize a list yourself. So you're prepared, or you know you want to make sure that you're hitting on these and emails um, and these conversations. The other thing, and this is more for uh, businesses, how you can help them to build their bottom line. So you want to highlight why the heck you're important to them and why you, they should even be talking to you. I'm not saying sit there and you know just brag about yourself because no one likes a braggart, but you know you need to be bringing that value to the table. When you do this, and this is like a side conversation, but When you do these things, you know, when you're doing insurance reviews with people, it's not about the premium dollar, it's about the value of the relationship and the product that you are providing. It's so important. So, I know most of us have heard this. If you get a client on price, you're going to lose a client on price. Taking the time to share why you're valuable, condensing all of this information down is going to help you to get the right type of client. If you have a client that isn't going to appreciate this type of a communication, I know when you're just starting in this industry and you're trying to keep your lights on, you want to write every single policy that comes across your desk, but as you become a little bit more seasoned in this industry, you understand that the Friday phone call person who doesn't have auto insurance isn't necessarily worth that hour of time. Um, so you can start to be a little bit more selective as to the type of clients you're going to have and build the loyalty with those clients and creating communications that are condensed and prepared. is going to help you to be able to kind of filter out those types of clients, too. Have you experienced anything like that, Dana, the Friday no auto insurance at mm. four o'clock call? Oh, yeah.
1: And <laughs> then walk-ins, too. You're getting ready. It's 455 and here they come. Oh my goodness! I need this insurance. I need it now. And I've never seen you before. I that which doesn't matter. We're always open to new customers. But you're you weren't referred. You're not like a relative to one of ours that was referred to come in. Nothing. And you're like, uh oh. And then I will tell you, in my experience on the retail side, as far as the auto insurance, a lot of times there was problems. By the time we got down to the quote and the number and clue reports, NBRs, whatever you want to say was run, there was always a problem, whether I couldn't write to you or it was so expensive, you couldn't afford it. And then all that time wasted. I, I learned that a few years in, I had someone tell me that like, those are yeah. not the people you really want to <laughs> aim for and, and, and frame your business around. So I definitely experienced that many a times. So you're
0: right. I
1: completely agree. Yeah,
0: for sure. The other thing that's important um, in condensing this information as you're communicating is helping or providing resources to make that client better at something they need to be at um, or something that's important to them. So I'll just use as an example here at Toscano, we offer free continuing education courses, webinars. They're done virtually. It helps everybody to get their continuing ed credit that they need. It brings value and and helps them um, to get what they need. So really important to understand that you become a resource whether that's a resource of knowledge for your clients or if you are actually providing them with something that they need in addition to selling them something. So think outside the box on that kind of stuff um, and then condense that down for sure. The last thing, what are you asking for? You know, are you asking for them to purchase this policy? Are you asking them to add another line of coverage? Are you asking them, um, are you helping them to solve a problem with this? You know, you need to identify that too. Um, and so many of us make this so much more complicated. I think, well, I've witnessed this through the years, a lot of insurance producers, get really nervous when it's the time to share proposals and all the work they've done. And they know they really need to sell it. It's a big account or they've worked so hard that they just start to ramble. Like they don't pause and allow the person to have questions. They slide it across the table and just continue to ramble. And like... That's never good. Cause it makes the meeting much longer than it needs to be. And me, I'm on high alert when someone's nervous across from me. Cause I'm like, okay, what are you trying to get past me that you're so nervous about? Like, have you noticed that Dana, did you ever witness that? Yeah. afraid of the silence, the awkward silence,
1: let them, mm-hmm. you know, you got to present it, be confident in what you're presenting. You put a lot of work into that, you know? Yeah. And like you said, be concise, learn how to be concise with with your point, get the main points and the important points across that help support that sale. Why this number is important. You know, it's not just the final price is selling it, but this is what's all built into it and let them, let them soak it in and respond. And you're going to have a little bit of silence. And honestly, a lot of times when you do put that (laughs) preparation in, yeah, they'll, they'll sink it in and say, yeah, let's go. I mean, I, I've had that awkward science and I'm sweating bullets underneath you know, mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, they can just walk out the door. But if they really see you put in the time and you show them that you cared and you really got to the root of the issue that that bottom dollar, you know, they might pay a little bit more to come to you because they never got that from somewhere
0: else. So you showed them exactly. The
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So in the preparation, um, when we do have to gather information, kind of like what you said earlier, we need to make sure we've got clear, simple questions. I know, you know, as an underwriter and as you know, an insurance producer, we have to ask specific questions so we can do what we need to do and you know start to create solutions for these folks. But we can ask them in a different way. But this is more of how do you want to be known? How do you want to be remembered? What do you want to be known for? Um, what do you want people to hear and remember? Like what's important? Get that across. Yes, we have to complete an application, but. Your message could be, hey, I'm here to help you. I need to gather information from you. And I want you to know that I'm on your side here, but I need a lot of information from you so I can do my work. That's what I mean. That's clear and simple, not the... Well, if I go to this underwriter, they're going to need this, that, and the other thing. And if I have to go to a wholesale market, they're going to need a whole bunch of other things. And you keep rambling and going And I'm, that is just not the way to do this. <laughs> like you don't have to share all of the things you do. They are coming to you for help because they want you to go do that for them, but they don't necessarily need to know how much of a pain in the butt it is for you sometimes. <laughs> right?
1: right. right? Right. They don't need to know all your noise, <laughs> if that makes sense. Right. You no, know, they don't need to know. Exactly. Because they have plenty on their plate. So again, it'll save you time. It'll save them time. And I think you're right, Nicole. I think it all just comes down to preparation. And honestly, mm-hmm. like if you are feeling overwhelmed and you, I don't know, if you can hold off, sending an email just a little bit longer till you have the concentration you need or whatever it is to try to prevent it but we're all going to be guilty we're all going to have our days and times where it's it's going to happen but i think as over time we get better at it and we we do learn how to be more concise but you're right too as far as the timing of everything this past year and a half i do think a lot of us are starving for that communication you know so i think maybe mm-hmm. lately it has come out more just because of that you know you feel like you have agreeing. to explain more you know, and I don't blame it. I mean, yeah. I'm not upset. I'm not that, you know, I've, I've received emails like that and conversations like that, but that's okay. We're all human. It's okay. We want to just interact. That's really all it is. So we'll get back to it and, and just stick to the point and save everybody time.
0: Right. And we don't have to make this harder than it already is. Like mm-hmm. it, this needs to be simplified, um, clear communication, not all of the junk lying around. Like when I say junk, if if you're Italian, you understand my Italian grandmother, every single spot in her house had some sort of decoration. It was all junked up. There was just stuff everywhere. It was her decorating. It wasn't that she was like unorganized. She just like every single spot that could have some kind of like knickknack on it. She had, we don't need to do that in our communication. Nobody likes it. And no one likes to dust.
1: No, that's what I always thought too. But I will say my great grandmother and grandfather they had the whole plastic on their couch though. That was great.
0: Sorry. Oh, too. <laughs> I know. Isn't that so weird? You sit down and it like makes noise and like, yes, the couch probably looks great underneath it, but this is really uncomfortable. Like, and in the summertime. If you have shorts on, well, we're oh, not going to there. But oh yeah.
1: no, plastic! I'm <laughs> like, this makes no sense. But that was like the formal living room. You, yes, you had to protect that
0: at all costs.
1: I mean, yeah, hmm.
0: it's so weird because my Grammy, she still put the doilies on top of the plastic, and I'm like, really, like why?
1: Do- why double protection, <laughs> Nicole? Clearly. That's weird. We're, maybe it was just because we were over
0: and we spilled juice all the time. I don't know. <laughs>
1: I don't know, but it was free game in the kitchen. I mean, you could spill juice. Yes. I mean, because they were always cooking. You were yes. not even full from breakfast and what do you want for lunch? And then it's a big right. lunch and what do you want for dinner? So now that we're reminiscing, you got me hungry. <laughs>
0: <Sorry>. <laughs> and side conversations are okay. Just so you know, Dana this and I do right. it all the time. <laughs> yes, Yes, it's healthy. It's very healthy. It is very healthy and it is how you build relationships, but it all needs to be balanced. Just like everything else, like mm-hmm. it needs to be balanced and we don't want to waste people's time. So especially as you're getting to know folks, you want to make sure you're preparing for those conversations properly so that you aren't taking up too much time. And remember you are competing with every other notification noise, child, spouse, co-worker that they have as well. So keep that in mind, Dana. It's been great. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. You
1: too, Nicole. See everyone next week. And I'm on a roll